Welcome to this week's edition of the Casual Shooters Podcast, your premier podcast for the casual shooter. We're going to get right to the nuts and bolts of it today. We have an, a guest as usual. This guest was seventh at Carry Optics National. So let's bring in Jay Beal. How you doing, Jay? Hey, Dave. It's it's really cool to be back on. Uh, yes. It's, this, it's always special uh, when you're invited back on for a second time on any podcast. And so it's it's pretty cool. So thank you. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. I'm glad you could make it. This is awesome. So uh, the biggest thing I want to talk about is, you know, nationals, leading up to nationals, after nationals, uh, a couple things about your stage plans, that type of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> now, when when did you get to nationals? When did you get to CMP? Uh, we got in Thursday, Thursday afternoon, uh, and and so got to the range, or I guess I, I, we flew into Atlanta, um, got there at like 10.30 in the morning, uh, and we got to CMP at, you know, like one o'clock or something like that in the afternoon. Uh, oh, okay. So, so not long after registration started. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or what was it Thursday or Wednesday? When the match started on Friday, right? Correct. Yeah. Thursday okay, so, registration opened at one o'clock because I was the first person in line. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't even know. Maybe I yeah, I don't well, I don't think I registered till Friday. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um I, I would have done it. Before, but, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> But I had to go into CMP and, and watch the uh, the safety video, and I hadn't been to CMP before, uh, so. um, which CMP a pretty cool range. Uh, I mean, it's it's really nice. Um, yeah. Oh, that's right. You didn't go last year, did you? No, no. So I mean, that that range is the the nicest range I've ever been to, uh, as far as just like the facility and and yeah. uh, you know the base bays are really clean you know everything's pretty neat um i still i still really like frostproof as like the layout um yes. and uh but yeah that no, was really yeah the range facility is amazing i actually talked to one of the guys for about 20 minutes down at one of the pistol ranges did you use their pistol range to uh sight in your gun and function check it yeah yeah we did i think we did that actually on must have done that on thursday as well Okay, yeah, I did mine on Thursday also, and I talked to one of the guys down there at one of the pistol ranges. It was very interesting how that whole facility came about, and it's funded by the cell of the 1911s and the M1s and the 1903s and all of that. So it's very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, so I'm, I'm glad I got to go to that range at least before Nationals was moved away from there. Um for who knows how long who knows who knows what the schedule is we don't we can't see the future all the way out but uh, right but it was cool it was it was really cool um and, and at least this year nobody had to shoot in the dark so it was perfect yeah no good timing <laughs> yeah so it got late it got late quick though i mean there yeah there was a couple stages that had to be reshot for people and and it was yeah it was, it was pushing it but it wasn't in the dark so that's good well and i think it helped that it was a month earlier than last year so 
Yeah, yeah that's a big exactly. difference in your sunset right there. Yeah, for sure. So now I shot Friday morning, which is why I wanted to make sure I got there Thursday evening and, and do all my stuff. You guys shot Friday afternoon, so you checked in Friday morning. Now, I'm going to back up for a minute. So you guys, I take it, drove from Atlanta? Yeah, we got we got picked up in Atlanta, uh, in Atlanta by uh, which I don't know if you've had him on the show before or no. Wait, you were going you're going to have him, uh, Joel, uh, Joel Fisher. Yeah, he's coming on Monday or Tuesday, Tuesday of next week to do it. OK, awesome. Yeah. So Joel was kind enough uh, on his, you know, after he drove for like eight hours to pick to pick us up. At the <laughs> end. We were like, thank you, Joel. <laughs> uh so yeah he, he 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 got us from the airport and then uh we drove you know like hour and a half to uh to the range from there yeah yeah joel's a local guy here so i've known oh, him right right yeah, yeah i've known him since his the beginning of his because he and i started shooting he might be a few months behind me we might be exactly tied i don't know but yeah we we've been yeah. in the business for the same amount of time joel joel is one of the one of those people and they're they're kind of rare people but when you meet them or when you just have any kind of interaction with them you're like i really want to be friends with this person um <laughs> like yeah he, he's a really he's nice such, guy he's such a nice guy he has he has such um his attitude about 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 the sport is um is rare as well like he's he's really positive about stuff he's um He's able, he's able to look at things really well, and and he's a he's a really good shooter too, which is not surprising. Um, but yes. but he did did extremely well. Yeah, yeah, he sure did. Um, and you can't go wrong. Anybody who wears um, American flag socks, American flag socks, uh, you know, you can't go wrong with them. And I know this. Because do we get to watch a video of Joel shooting? Because that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually trying. Oh, uh, it's not going to work. I, I've changed some stuff, but it's me also wearing American flag socks. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, <they're... laughs> I mean, yeah. See, I can kind of see it. My screen's pretty tiny, but I can see. I saw for a second there uh, an image of your of your socks. <laughs> yeah, you saw my left calf is about all. It's all I can see too. So. <laughs> crazy um but yeah he's coming on next week so that's great now before i forget one of the things i've asked people in the past do you do any dry firing when you're down there yeah yeah um actually yeah it's kind of funny because we were staying in you know in an airbnb with um you know there's four of us in there uh and and it's like, you know, one, one per every, you know, someone takes out their gun and starts like, you know, dry firing a little bit. And then everybody's ends up with their guns on and belts on. And, <laughs> and then there's well, yeah, timers you're, going. You're, you're shaming them into it. <laughs> it, 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 it. It's pretty quickly. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it's just, it's something that we do all the time anyway. So it's just part of, it's part of it. And, and I like to kind of make sure that, you know everything made the flight well and all, all my all my gear is set up how it should how it should be and uh yeah so dry firing that's yeah 
Okay. It's good. It's funny because I've talked to a few people and they don't like, they don't do any dry firing in between the shooting days. And I feel like, um, it's the time for me to kind of dry fire the stuff for the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I think when there's, yeah, when there was like, I don't know, some of the days there was, you know, some strong hand, weak hand, there was the, there was the stomp, the stomp pad activator. Uh, yep. And so we, you know, we just like a little bit of stuff to get familiar with it. Uh, you know, just so that you're not doing something that you haven't done before uh, for the first time. Um, but I don't take, I don't know, the the, the hotel dry fire or, or whatever, I, I don't take it super seriously. Um, I do it because, uh, because it makes me feel comfortable. Um, and so I'm not, I'm not, I don't do it for very long. It's like, you know, it's like five, 10 minutes um, of kind of casual i mean part of that you're like talking to other people and so it's 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 very casual for for myself when i do that and me too i like i like and look i'm i'm no i'm no jay beal um but for me it's just a matter of feeling comfortable for the next day like i, I think i did so what day was it oh it was going into the the last day so I yep. was shooting in the morning. So Saturday night, I started on stage one, which is going to be that, I believe is going to be the classifier where it's strong hand and weak hand. Uh, you start freestyle, then you switch to strong hand, then you reset the string and you go freestyle and then weak hand. So oh, I, yeah, did, I don't know. If, yeah, yeah, that's the... I, I'm not sure. I'm I'm wondering if it will be, but um, I might have done that ten times in the hotel room just just making sure that I was comfortable with the transition of the gun and 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 again a little bit of just moving one handed shooting. So yeah, yeah, I'm like you. It's not it's not like I would have done two weeks earlier, but it's just a little bit of. Okay, I feel good with it. I'm ready for tomorrow. So, yeah, I, I like it's it's definitely different than normal dry fire for me because I'm not I'm not getting better at anything. I'm not even attempting to get better at anything. Uh, right. And for me, it's when like I do a that, when, yeah, when I'm when I'm doing that, where like my regular training, I'm making a lot of mistakes like all the time, uh, and and it's a totally different process. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, completely yeah. agree with yeah. you. But that's interesting because when I talk to I've talked to other shooters, you know, just on the side and they're higher level shooters, and they're like, "No, I don't normally do it." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, interesting." I mean, but they're at a different level, so I don't question. It. Um, yeah, and I mean, I can see it too, where like you know, you go you go to the safe table, you put on your or you you know you put on your belt, you go to the safe table, you take your gun out, and I mean, I don't know anyone who doesn't draw from the holster at the safe table but i imagine that they they might do that too um right or at bare minimum but but also some people are just like you know it's not necessary for me to do it so i'm not going to do it it doesn't make me feel any more comfortable uh so yeah that that would be the thing if dry firing doesn't make you feel more comfortable then why would you do it uh before, before you know 
day before or at the match. So, yeah, absolutely. So now you started the same place, not the same stage, but the same zone that I started in. You were, we shot the same zones each day. So you started on zone B. Yeah. Do you yes. remember what, what stage you started with? Uh, stage 11, I think. Was that oh, when you started? So you were way down by the end of it. Yeah. Where'd you start? The very first stage, uh, stage seven. Oh, cool. Got it. Yeah, so we we shot from the very first stage to the last stage of each zone each day. Well, that's logical. <laughs> that made, that it made it very easy. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. Now, yeah, we started you, on stage. Okay. Now, you have not shot at Talladega before. What did you think of the setup of the action shooting? bays i mean i thought the i thought the layout of it was was cool i i mean i think that it's a pretty it's it's been talked about enough at this point but you know it'd be, it'd be nice to have a few more bays um so you right. could fit you know full stages but again i don't really mind the doubled up bays um i think it's a unique or it's like a it's a challenge in itself to be able to go stage to stage um and then I thought, would they have the vendor bay up in the in zone A, uh, where you sh you would shoot a state, you'd shoot, and then you'd you'd hang out for forty five minutes in the vendor bay, which I think on paper is pretty cool. Um, but if you're if you just shot, you know, we shot our first two stages, we shot those those dub that double that bay, and then and then we have to wait again, mm. you know, for a it shooting, and so it was like. There was a lot of, you know, there's that, there's the time spent before you're shooting. You're all, you're, you're, you're getting yourself ready and then you shoot and then you're, you have to do it again, essentially. Um, so I didn't really like that for like a competitive standpoint, but I get it for vendors because it was, a, it was, you know, you can hang out there and talk to people, but, <laughs> but I can't fully enjoy that as much, you know, like I want to go shoot the side matches and stuff, but it's also like. I'm I'm about to shoot here, uh, so you know. You're trying to stay focused, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If I shot it in the order you did, that would make way more sense, though. Yeah, I I did not because you started and I didn't on even, one. Yeah, so I ended at the vendor bay, and I just I didn't go in there. I just took my gear and put it away. I was done. Yeah. Yeah, so, so what, that's pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. So what did you do for 45 minutes? I mean, <clears throat> I sat down, I talked to uh well Leif, Leif Kunkel's down there with GX products. So I talked to Leif a little bit and, and Henning and um and it was nice to, you know, catch up with those guys and then uh and then shot the build drill uh one time or whatever. Um I wasn't gonna do it, but then someone paid for me to do it, so I I had to, um, <laughs> and, uh, and try, you know, people are trying to get me to shoot the Beretta and I was like, I just, I'm just, I, I'm get, trying to get ready. To, so anyway, I, I think for the last like 20 minutes, I went and, uh, sat with a, a, a friend of mine, uh, at the back picnic table, which I don't know, it sounds kind of like a bummer, but it's, it, it wasn't that bad, but uh. <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it, 
it does bring up the other question because I, I was talking to Matt Hopkins who was sitting there at the picnic table right there in front of the vendor spot because he had to wait 45 minutes. Um, and, yep. and I think, I think it was an afternoon day. So it might've been day three. I saw him. It was day three and he shot the afternoon. So it was, and that was his first stage, the vendor area. So he had to wait oh, yeah. another 45 minutes to start shooting. Yeah. So that's interesting as well. That would almost, yeah, I would like that either that or what you did. I think I'd probably like what you did more because then you could be done. You'd be done 45 minutes early. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. I mean, I think I would either just not show up uh, for another 45 minutes if I was in Matt's position or, yeah. you know, like you're saying, if it in my position, it was very easy. I just took my stuff to the car and then I walked around and watched you shoot. I watched both of the super squad shoot. So it was, it was very nice. But now that, yeah. that begs the question. Okay. Um, mental management. I mean, how, how, I don't want to say text. That's not the right word. But for the mental game, you know, you finished seventh. So you were obviously focused in for the three days. How much did that throw you off or how much more did you have to focus on the mental management part because of that? Uh, I mean, I think it just, <clears throat> it was essentially just was like starting a first, first stage again of, for the day. Um, which is like, you know, you show up, you, you hang out on the stage that you're about to shoot, except, you know, maybe I should have just gone up to, to stage one, but there were people shooting there, so there's not a lot of shade and stuff like that. But um, but I was just treating it like like shooting the first stage of, of the day, uh, which is which is like any other stage where I'll where I'll go over the stage and and uh, you know then go over to the safe table and dry fire a little bit. It, I think it was more that I didn't really know that that was a thing or that that was going to be happening. Uh, now I, I probably could have figured that out somehow, but I, I wasn't really aware for it. So I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't really prepared to, to hang out in the middle of, you know, in the middle of shooting. Uh, so right. it's kind of sem somewhat un unplanned time. Uh, but I think it was just like, here's some blank sp space. I'm, I'm going to try to, you know, just chill out, uh, which is hard to do, especially on the last day when, when you kind of know, uh, you know what you kind of need to do. And, uh, so there was, and you want to do it. I don't know. And you want to, you're ready to go. Uh, yeah. and, and, and it takes some time to like, you know, at least for myself to, to, you know, dial myself in. And, and when you come in and out of that multiple times, it's tricky. Um, mm, yeah, I totally get it. I, and I can even relate it to, uh, I don't know if you've shot steel challenge, but, I've shot a I few did, yeah. still challenge matches where there's a half hour wait from stage to stage because the squad in front of you, they're shooting multiple guns for each shooter. So it's taking them forever. Yeah. And it's like you dip way down 
because it's hot out and like you shot afternoon twice. So, you know, it was quite humid. It wasn't super hot, but it was very humid. And yeah. So, you know, you're going to get that dip down and then you get, you go back up when you're getting ready to shoot and then you dip back down that wears on you as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it, <clears throat> and, and after doing it for a couple of days, you know, like that, and I, I like to shoot ideally matches are, are not, you know, hugely mentally taxing, you know, ideally it's like a simple, a simple process. Like you have what you have exactly what you're going to do. You do it. Uh, and when things are kind of thrown in that, that you aren't, aren't usually used to, then yeah, it's, it's extra work. Um, but I'm, you know, I may be making it more of a big deal about it than than is required. But it, it was just different, uh, right? And it's a different challenge. I get it. It's a different challenge, and 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 there and where else are you going to put the vendors? You know, you can't have them lined up on the back of the, you know, not not in a bay. There's just not uh, just there's not a spot for it. Um, and so I don't know. It, it it's 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 what it is with that with that layout. Uh, and that's probably their their best option for it. So, yeah, I it would. I, I was looking at the, I was doing a map study of it because I was had gone there last year, and it looks like there's a low area on the back side, but it still looks like you could fit almost five more bays back there, and almost make it a complete just make it a complete circle. Yeah. And yeah. have four different zones and, or three, yeah, four different zones. And then you just, you know, each day you're shooting a different zone and you're just doing a complete 360 around the whole action bay area. And then I yeah. think that would be spectacular. It would, it really would be for that range to do that. Uh, yeah. And who knows what, what the future will be, but, but man, if <clears throat> I wouldn't really mind if, if that was where, nationals was every every single year so <laughs> if, yeah it's that... not a not a bad place the the clubhouse is nice all of the facilities are nice the restrooms are nice i mean it's just you can't beat it but you know could yeah. use a few more bays but i also agree with you i was talking to justine the other night and we were talking about nationals and i said there were times where the women's and the men's super squad got separated because oh, yeah. they were, they were like, like zone B. Um, the men's super squad started on stage one or the first stage and the women's on the second one. Well, when they got to the end, the men finished up at the end, but the women were all the way down on the first stage. So it's like uh, I can't I can't stand in between the bays and watch them because they're separated by seventy five yards. You know I, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at but at frostproof, that wouldn't have happened. I still would have been able to see them. No, they were just they would just be on the other side of the road. Yeah, exactly. And easier to watch, probably. Well, Much yeah, easier. <laughs> yeah. Much easier to track. You you know, you're, you're like, oh, they're always going to be either one of them is going to be on one side or the other. So it's very simple. Yeah. So. Um, now, did you. I, so you went straight from the range to 
the um, award ceremony then? Uh, I think we did, yeah. Yeah, we went right there. Okay. Um, which they did say in the email that to not follow a GPS because it won't work. Uh, but we tried following a GPS anyway, and it didn't work. <laughs> we had to. Okay. Anyway, we, we made it there. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Laser App, L A S R App. They specialize in laser dry fire training, super convenient, and not to mention super cheap. You can use anything for a dry fire target and any device with a camera for capturing the laser hits. There's even a 30-day money-back guarantee. And it's veteran-owned, Semper Fi, Ben. You can utilize multiple targets and multiple cameras. It can be as complex or as simple as your heart desires. They even sell steel challenge banners. They sell cert guns and the cert AR bolt so you can practice indoors with your AR for free. There's a newsletter and a forum you can join. When you sign up for the newsletter, they'll send you a free six-part video series. Check out their website. It's a smorgasbord of items to make you better faster. Use the affiliate link on our website or at the bottom of our podcast notes and on YouTube for a 15% discount. Also, use our coupon code in the store for 10% off of other items not necessarily covered by our affiliate link. Thanks for your support, everyone. Without your support, this podcast would be difficult to maintain. Was it because that one road was blocked? Yes, I'm pretty sure that's, yeah, we, we pulled into a couple different roads, but yeah, we made it and that the, the awards was, was pretty cool too. Uh, I remember in Florida they had it outside, uh, at the, yeah, range. under the pavilion and it, <clears throat> and it was dark. I mean, you couldn't see anything, uh, it was very dark. <laughs> yeah. Gators could have come up and gotten us there. I feel yeah, like I it could have been a, an episode of happy Gilmore. uh yeah the facility was nice Uh, the but i feel this is the and again i like where they held i really like where they held the award ceremony last year on the infield of the talladega super speedway that was uh, that was amazing that that was really cool um and this one was pretty nice too but both times like last year, we knew it was going to be at Talladega. We didn't know where, and everybody got there, and they were, you know, everybody's talking to everybody. Hey, where, where do we go? How do we get there? Where is this thing at? And again, this time, too, where they said the International uh, Motorsports Hall of Fame, but what they didn't tell you was it was the Fox One Sports Dome behind it. You know, so now people are like, yeah, okay. well, we're here. Because, like, I, I shot that morning, so I actually – as soon as I actually, what it was is I went, as soon as I finished, I went back to the hotel. I showered up. I put on some clean clothes, my nice bright green Jersey. And <laughs> then I went back to the range to watch all you guys shoot. And as soon as we knew who the uh, winners were and you finished shooting, then I went over to the Hall of Fame, but again, I went up to the door. The door is locked. I'm like, no, I I know I'm in the right spot, but then I see people driving other areas, and I'm like, wait a minute, where are they going? So I just started driving around and going through gates and stuff, and I saw all these other cars. I'm like, whoa, 
okay, I guess this is where I'm supposed to be. So yeah, yeah that that the giveaway was like where are all the cars parked. Um, exactly. Which was kind of, you know. But it's not perfectly visible from the road, but yeah, that's that's what we ended up with. Well, and the gate we were supposed to be using was locked. So because when I went in, somebody said something, they're like, hey, so-and-so, the gate's locked out there. And he's like, oh, I'll go take care of it. So, but <laughs> I, I feel like if there's one thing that needed to be, if there's an improvement that could be made, it's probably be more specific as to, the Fox One Sports Dome, you know, adjacent to but behind the actual Hall of Fame building. Right, right. But, <laughs> you know, like, minor okay. things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Um, so I take it you guys took off then Monday morning. Yeah, Monday morning we left pretty, pretty early uh, back to Atlanta. And then, okay. you know, back and I think yeah I got back home in the evening and left, evening. left Joel to drive another eight hours yeah Joel can <laughs> so much <stress. laughs> now how did you end up how did you meet Joel uh, I don't I don't actually know I think I think he sent me a message one time uh it was like two years ago. Yeah, it was after, it must have been after 2020 or something like that. And then uh, we got, we ended up, you know, talking, uh, I think we're doing lots of voice messages back and forth. And, and, and Joel is so, uh, I don't know, he, we've had some really good conversations just about, about shooting. Um, and then also when I was building my house too, he's, he, cause he's, he does drywall. Um, and I was asking him questions about stuff, <laughs> building my house. And uh, anyway, okay. yeah, we, I don't remember exactly. Maybe he'll remember. Um, but <laughs> I have to put that question hard, down. <laughs> but I just I always remember like sending him messages just all the time. Uh, him and, and, and there's a few other people that I that I talk to uh, constantly. Um, and I was actually staying I was staying in the Airbnb with uh, with most of those people. So it was it was it was great. Oh, awesome. Well, I, I find it funny because, funny as in ironic, um, Alanis Morissette, where Matthew Nash, oh my gosh, my dogs are driving me crazy. Uh, Matthew Nash lives here too in the same area, but yet he was at Mason Lane's wedding. And I'm like, what is it with everybody from this area befriending everybody in the upper north and i mean the upper northeast you know yeah <laughs> yeah like you're literally well, running out of country they're so far north we just don't have there's just not that many people up here and and there's everybody else is every <laughs> is down where you guys are so it's it, clearly you know. <laughs> all the fun people are in virginia that's what it comes down to <laughs> I, i'm certain <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. I find it very, I I find it intriguing. You know, it's like, this is actually pretty cool that all, even um, I interviewed Rachel Harper and she was even saying, yeah, we wanted to shoot yeah. with uh, Joel again. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I didn't, they had, you know, knew each other. And I knew, I knew that Joel knew like uh, the, the, the Dupuis brothers, um, you know, like Blaine and, and Bryce. 
but right. I, I don't know, you know, everybody, it's, that's the cool thing about this is everybody essentially knows everybody or knows of everybody. Um, and then yeah. you just, you know, on, on certain rare occasions for myself, but, uh, get to shoot with them. So <laughs> I didn't even realize Joel was, you know, shooting outside of Virginia. Cause he just keeps, seems to, his wife just keep, keeps putting out kids. So I'm like, when does he have time? <laughs> I don't get it. I, I don't, I don't know, but it's, it's, it's cool. Cause yeah, he, they, when they have their fourth kid, uh, in the spring, hey. which that's just, I don't understand. Um, I can't, I can't understand that, that many children. <laughs> uh, yeah. Leo is basically stopped shooting since nationals two years ago. <laughs> he had his second child then, and he hasn't, I don't think he shot yep. match. And he's on maybe a quarter, if that, of the podcast because yeah. work and his kids <laughs> take up all the time. So four kids. Oh, man. Crazy. Yeah. It, it takes a, a I, I don't know. It's I'm I, I feel very lucky to have, um, you know, such an amazing wife. Now, stage this is uh, you had posted stage 19. Yeah, which was which was a long stage. You had the steel on the right. It, it looks like you shot it pretty much like ninety nine point one hundred percent of everybody else. This is where yeah. okay. Now this is where I have a question. What made you decide to run up and shoot these? Well, I think it was like. I think it was just a risk kind of piece where I didn't, I was going to stay back until, until I got to the stage that day. Um, cause I was thinking I was going to stay back and then kind of looking at it again. Uh, I didn't see a ton to, to gain by, by staying back. Um, and mostly cause I mean, like, I think, uh, Brantley, Brantley Merriam won the stage by quite a bit. I think he's the only person who shot it under 20. He was. Uh, and then everyone else, um, I think the, I think most people were split on it. it you know, some people are running up. I think most people ran up. Um, but just looking at, looking at the times on, of people, you know, up on top of that stage, they were doing both both things, you know, taking Brantley's run out of it. Uh, the times were pretty similar, you know, 21, 22 seconds around that. Uh, and, and doing both, both pieces. And so essentially thinking, you know, I, I can just do that and I know I can do it, you know, as basically 10 out of 10 times running up and, and I might not be able to do that from the back. Now I, I probably could, but but I'm assuming a little bit more risk there. Um. Yeah. I mean, I felt that for me, I felt that I, I felt like I would take too much time over aiming. Whereas if I ran up, I would not be thinking about, Oh, I need to over confirm everything. I just need to shoot normal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, you either you slow the shooting down a, a whole bunch from the back there. Um, yeah, and then and then it's kind of you know you risk dropping a lot of points 
on, on the, on the moving targets, uh, and the dropouts, you know, whatever, but maybe, you know, from the back, maybe you're a little more careful away from the no shoot and maybe you pick up a Delta or something there. And so I, I kind of liked, I liked running up, Yeah, but it was a the... good stage because it, you know, it wasn't where everybody ran up, you know, or everybody stayed back. So it was, it was good in the sense that it, it forced people to kind of actually make a decision. Yeah. It, yeah. I even heard, um, Kwanzik was walking this stage on Thursday when I was, and I heard him talking to some people and they were asking him, what are you going to do? And he's like, oh, I've got, you know, I'm, I'm running up and I'm like, all right, if it's good enough, Wanzik, it's good enough for me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, I trust that guy back there more than I do myself. So, but for the people that are, that didn't go and are watching this maybe on YouTube when it hits there. It, I think it's like 25 yards from right here where you would stand up. Yep, it is. Those it was. targets. Yeah. And then we'll get it up here so they can see what we have. So you've got the two steel that activate yep. the target in the middle, the target on the right, and the target on the left. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the nice thing was the target on the left. I mean, once it, it just kind of fell out and then it stayed there. That was the easier of the two, but still. Yeah. So and from then, the back, yeah, yep. from the back, it'd be more tricky to get, get multiple pat. Like you'd be taking, you know, two, I don't know, up running up, you know, there's less chance of, of extra shots as well. And I think that that that's part of the risk from, from the back where, you know, your time saving goes away as soon as you take, you know, a, you know, four makeups on stuff that to make sure you get everything. So, yeah. And, and, um, I'm this time I'm going to let it let the targets activate and I'll stop it so we can see so you can you can see the target on the right the swinger there's no there's no risk there of a no shoot nope. um, you can see almost the entire target in the middle that bobber it comes out there's no risk of a no shoot but that target on the left even though it's stationary when it falls out you do have a no shoot and, you know, it's not like you're going to be standing in a, nor a normal position shooting from the back. What I found interesting with um, Brantley was the dude didn't even stand up. He stayed crouched and shot it from the back. Yeah, that's how when we were looking at that, because um, I was going to shoot it that way until I think I think I was like four shooters out. And I was like, I'll run up. Um <laughs> Last minute change. And, and yeah, so, and it was going to be, you know, you shoot that last window on the left and then just the right knee drops down onto the ground and then you, and then you shoot the rest of the targets from, uh, from kneeling essentially. Um, yeah. I mean, that's exactly how Brantley did it. Um, yeah. Which so I also, you gotta, uh, it'll be cool to hear him talk about that. If he, if he gets on this podcast, he's on Monday. Nice. Good. Yeah. So he'll, yeah. He's definitely coming. And I told him, I said, we are talking stage 19 because you absolutely obliterated that stage. Yes, Nils was second and it was two seconds behind him. So, yeah. And so we, uh, we walked up to that stage when we were looking, we were looking at those at the end of day one for us, we went up to look at those stages and we walked down and the, and, and they were finishing up on that stage. Uh, and I didn't see Brantley shoot, but you know, uh, he came over and, and, and I, I hadn't met him before, but he came over and, uh, you know, we, anyway, we we're talking to him about the stage 
and he pointed out that the key the key to that stage was was shooting the steel on the right uh clean or or you know pretty close to clean okay uh, because because a lot of people were were throwing a lot of makeups on that steel on the right and then there's all your time uh mm. and so and well at least at least that's what i heard <laughs> anyway i could have been you know but but it was like okay shoot the right shoot the right side pretty nice and then and then get a lot of points on the back and then whatever you know run up or stay back you know who knows whatever it doesn't it doesn't it's not it's not really a too much of a factor so like if people felt really confident from the back which i think brantley definitely did then that was the good choice for him yeah he um and not trying to get off on a tangent but it's funny he ended day one winning that stage and then started day two winning his first stage on day two yeah. so it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting conversation with him yeah yeah so I, I want to go back to stage 19 then and talk because you put right in there. The first at is at mental management. Now I have found that if I have a stage plan and I do a last minute change, it usually turns out to be a, you know, what show. Um, so when you're four shooters away and you decide to change your plan, what are you doing to make sure that you don't have any hiccups shooting that stage? Yeah, so when, like, wherever the change is, uh, I, I'll, I'll narrow in on that part. And, mm. I'll, and so I'll just run through, like, in that one, you know, I, so I'm in the tunnel and I shoot the left, uh, the left three targets before I run up. So it's those targets and then it's, then it's grabbing my pouch and doing a reload as I'm running up to the front box. And so that's, that's the piece that I'm really programming. And then I'll, and then I'll do it all together again, uh, after that, as, as I'm getting closer to shooting to, to make sure that that one's, that one's adjusted. Now, this one wasn't too big to change. Cause it wasn't like an actual, you know, sequence change. Um, it was just a location, it was just change. like a, it's just a location change. And so this one felt less of a, you know, it wasn't really a big deal to, to do that. Um, right. It wasn't like you decided to go left to right instead of right to left. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, there's like a whole different target order and, and you got to memorize, right. you know, a lot of stuff. So all I had to essentially do was instead of going onto my knee, it was, it was a, a, a grabbing at my second pouch, uh, okay. to, to reload. Are you a new Walther sponsored shooter? Yeah. So that's, that's kind of a, that's been in the works for a while um for i don't know i don't know how long but it was i think a couple years ago when the pdp uh, the walther pdp came out um i think scott scott jedlinski which i don't know if you if you know who he is yeah um, but he shoots he, he's on the defense division there and i and uh and and him and i've known each other for a, for a long time uh and and he had sent me kind of a message. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but anyway, he sent me a message um, <laughs> or he called, maybe he called me and, uh, and he was like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to shoot this new, new PDP? And I was like, uh, no, no, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, uh, and then, 
but that was kind of always in the back of my mind. Uh, and then it was at some point, some point last year, um, it, it worked out where I, I got, I got an opportunity to try one, uh, for a little while. And, and after shooting it, or, you know, dry firing with it for a little bit and I don't know, getting, getting used to it. Uh, I was like, well, yeah, absolutely. This is, this is going to be, this is going to be it. Um, and so then we went from there and yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's a really exciting kind of opportunity, but also it's a really cool company to be associated with because they're a small, they're a smaller company. I don't know. I feel like there's more connection between everybody who, who works there and, and everybody who's, who's on the team. And, uh, uh, and so it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I, and, and I'm super happy with the guns. Too. It seemed to work well for you. I mean, seventh, that's uh, pretty solid. Yeah, it, it works. It works very well. <laughs> it's it's now, all, all the gun. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you have an SRO on there. Yeah. Yeah. That okay, was pulled, good off, choice. pulled off of my, uh, my, my old, old guns and put on there. Okay. Now, how long did you have the PDP before nationals? Like, how much time did you have to get familiar with it, put enough rounds through it? Because I know, look, I know you're a, a 90 to 95% dry fire guy, yeah. but a new gun, I'm sure you still want to see how it reacts to certain things shooting live fire. So, how much yeah. time did you have to prepare with that gun before nationals? I think I got it in, in May. Um, so it wasn't that, not that long. Um, mm -mm. And so like three, three and a half, four months. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so not that long. Um, <clears throat> and I wasn't, this was the other thing I wasn't going to actually, you know, the, the initial conversation was, you know, like maybe, maybe I won't like talk, maybe talk to me next year. Um, cause I don't want to make a change this soon. Uh, but anyway, I, so I, I said, I'd try it this year and, um, and I, so I, I live fired more this year than I, I think ever have. Uh, and part of that was to get, to get kind of acclimated to it. Um, okay. And, uh, and that was, yeah. So I, yeah, really, it was. I hadn't spent that much spent that much time with the gun. So every, I mean, the gun handling stuff was it was the biggest change. Shooting it is easier. So that one that wasn't you know too big of a deal. Um, but but yeah, you're right. Actually, I hadn't really thought about how much time it was. I thought it was like six months, but uh, I think it was less than that. <laughs> if you got it in May, that wasn't very long. Yeah. So I got it, and I. And uh, I had stuff loaded up that I thought I was going to be using for, you know, next year. And so I think I shot, um, I shot 5,000 through it uh, wow. in, training, in training. And, uh, and then, because I added this stuff up, I think. And then in matches with that gun, I think I shot like 1,200 rounds in matches um, until... Up, up through until nationals i feel like you've shot as many live fire rounds through that gun in training as you have your other gun your entire competition career uh that might be true yeah 
<laughs> yeah, because I think the year before, I sh- yeah, well, it's it's around probably around the same. I think, yeah, the year before I shot maybe like four thousand rounds. Um, uh, okay. Total. Um, and then this year was in total, like matches included, seven seven thousand or so. Okay. Something like that. Very nice. Well, congratulations. Yeah, no, it, it's it's cool. Thank you. Now, this is stage 13. So the first stage in zone C that you posted. Um, and you did what most people did to start. You come all the way to the back, load your gun, shoot two, shoot then... But you ran up on the right. Now, why did you choose the right instead of the left? I, I. It's really funny because um, uh, Lane Lane Grease commented commented on that. Um, yeah, he said you ran it backwards. <laughs> I don't. I think it was like because it was essentially it's a mirrored stage. It is. And and so I think I walked it first to the right, and then I was like, well, I'll just, I'll just shoot it to the right then. <laughs> okay so i but i think it that transition like it was weird to torque your body off from so you 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 start on the you shoot the target on the right then you transition left after after that and then you're gonna run back right and so it would have been a little cleaner to just go left first um but so i did do it the wrong way but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) Well, I liked your uh, your comment to or your reply to Linda because she said I like your stage plan here, and you're like, it seems simple to remember. Yeah, so. I, that's kind of yeah. If something's simple to remember, then then that's probably how I'm I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I mean, this episode is brought to you by Gun Butter. Gun Butter is a premier lubricant for your rifle or pistol. They have grease for parts that need it, like lugs on a bolt gun. Man, do I love a bolt gun. It's a proprietary blend that they won't even trademark so as not to have to give away their trade secrets. Check out the video I put up on YouTube. Uh, Look for another one coming soon. I even ran into Rick Powers, an RO at Carry Optics Nationals. He switched to it after listening to our podcast with Mason Litchfield. He loves it. Rob Epifania uses and loves it. Frank Shu uses it and loves it. Use Casual Shooter 20 and save 20% on checkout. Your results were very good on that stage. You were top 10 on that stage. So yeah, yeah, that, you obviously did something right. Yeah, it, that's funny. I, I went to post that video. I didn't I didn't realize where I was on it on that stage. Um, but yeah, it, it was a it was a decent stage. Um, it was good. Yeah, and stage 19, you were 11th, so not too shabby there either. That's a pretty good run. Um, now, uh, there was something in particular. So what did your... You have a brand new gun. Uh, you're trying to put a bunch of live fire rounds downrange with it. What does your training look like leading up to nationals and how how was it different than it was 
two years ago when you were leading up to nationals? That's a, that's a good question. Cause I went back and looked, um, <clears throat> cause I have a decent record of training going into nationals in 2020. Uh, and it was, it's pretty similar, except that I feel like I'm, I'm able to focus more now and like mentally focus more in training, uh, that more now than I was a couple of years ago. And so I think I'm doing the same things, um, except I'm paying, paying more attention to what's happening, uh, and, and learning, learning more or adapting quicker, if that makes sense. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot, a lot of fundamental stuff. So, you know, like, uh, well, I was doing the build drill thing for, for a while, which I was also doing in 2020. Um, and mm. which I wasn't successful at it in 2020, but, um, uh, but essentially what it is, is like, I was shooting, you know, uncomfortable paces, an uncomfortable pace at, at further distances. And then I'm doing, uh, you know, group shooting a lot. I'm doing, uh, you know, Ben Steger's got practical accuracy and, uh, him and Gaston came up with uh, the doubles drill. Um, and so I'm doing a lot of that. And then, and so that, that's the bulk of the, the live fire. And then getting closer to nationals, I was doing more, um, more stage kind of stuff. And so, you know, I would set up a stage and I would, <clears throat> I would just shoot it once, uh, one time. And then, and then I would go and do some more fundamental stuff. But then, you know, the next, the next day I would have a different stage set up, uh, and I'd shoot that once and then, uh, okay. and then do, do more fundamental stuff or do some, do some transition stuff. And, uh, and so I think, like I, I like that format, except I want to get more into into kind of putting things together, so combining skills, like so doing doing more stuff with transitions, uh, and and working on that stuff and progressing through, kind of more more quickly through through that instead of you know hanging out and kind of feeling feeling like I have to delay my progression of training uh, because I'm you know I haven't you know gotten exact you know I'm, I'm still learning stuff doing fundamentals and uh and so i'm like well why don't i just keep doing this but it, it doesn't make sense when you're progressing to to actually train for a match so okay i always find it interesting when um whether it's nils or you or mason or whomever you know people in that top 10 or they're a national champion or whatever and they're they'd say yeah i'm still learning stuff i'm like how in the world you know well, i'm funny. learning stuff you're winning stuff i don't get it <laughs> i mean i do but it's just funny <laughs> i don't know i don't know who said it but uh it makes it makes a lot of sense to me it's like the more the more that i i learn like the more that i realize that i have not learned yet and so it's it's over it's it's always expanding uh, and it's, it's, yeah. it's cool. It's like those guys who, you know, play football for, or they've, they've moved into coaching and they've been coaching for 30 years, but they're still learning things. You know, I totally yeah. get it. Yeah. I don't think you've seen this one, Jay. I have not seen this one. Yeah. <laughs> you got a surprise video right here. 
So this is the all steel stage. Yeah. And a very nice blue jersey, I must say. That I like that shirt. <laughs> so how now obviously you just went through your whole you're going through your make ready process right here, but how comfortable with were you like when when you're getting ready for that beat, were you a hundred percent comfortable that you knew exactly what you were gonna do and how you were gonna do it? Yeah. Yeah, I we had looked at this stage the day before, um, <clears throat> and I think grabbed a video of it the day before, uh, at, through on a walkthrough, and so I knew, I knew, I knew it pretty well. Uh, I think it was this is the last stage of the day, last stage of the match, um, and so uh, I think yes. that there was for for myself, it was like all all I have to do is just knock all the steel over, and then I can then I'm done, uh, and that's not it's not really how I wanted to approach it. Um, because really, because I, there was, there was a little bit of lack of, uh, I don't know, like on, on any other stage I'm putting, I'm putting like that, not the detail, but just really making that, that plan subconscious, like, like what Steve Anderson talks about all the time and, um, and really making it. So I know the stage so well that, that I, I can just let, let it play. Uh, and, and this was like, I, I was, I, the ma I was like ready to be done with the match. Um, and so mm. there was a little bit of lack of on the preparation preparation side. And it's a, it's a, like a little thing, but I, I wanted to be done with the match. Um, and, and so that was like a big, I don't know. That's a big lesson kind of going forward for sure. So were you relieved then when it was over that yeah. stage? Okay. Definitely. Yeah. I was like, good, good. It's done. Now. <clears throat> do you think you would have felt the same way had it been on a stage that say only had one or two steel and wasn't 24 steel? Yeah, it could have been different. It could have been different because you know, finishing on this stage, it's all like, there's not a lot of risk. Um, and so, so there wasn't like, yeah, it's, it's a different thing. We don't see it all the time. There's not a lot of risk. And so I felt like I don't have to actually put a ton of effort into this, into the preparation. Um, where if it was another stage, then maybe I would have, would have been able to focus up a little bit more, but, but I think, like regardless of what the stage was, I think the lesson is still there um, on, on to like to not check out at all early. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's like, it, that wasn't a bad stage. It was, you know, an 80% run or something like that. I don't, I don't know exactly. Uh, but, and I didn't have to do anything crazy on that stage. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, it was an 80% stage. You are correct. Um, you know, so it's like, you know, you pick, you, ha you have, you know, like I have a, maybe have a couple less makeups on steel on this stage and, and, you know, I, I, it puts me a place ahead or something like that, but it's not, it's not anything, you know, I can't win the match by shooting this stage, by winning this stage. Um, and so, you know, I, 
<laughs> so I but think, is this you know, is this one of those stages though that if you check out early um, or just aren't focused enough that maybe you spend too much time making up steel and you can lose positioning? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely like a, a risk of it. And so I think thinking about it more where, where it's like, I actually have to shoot this stage well. Um, and I need to do that. That's going to happen through preparation where it's like, you know, more precise spots in my visualization that I'm going to see on each steel. Um, and and be be more focused with that part um and and get a lot of reps in of that before i shoot um like that would be really good um and so that's that's absolutely what i'm going to be doing in the future um, especially like coming down on the last few stages of the match okay now did you have the did you feel the same way at the end of 2020 nationals at Frostproof. Uh, I think that was a little bit. I don't know. It was a little different. I remember uh, shooting with um, shooting with Jeff Jeff Emrich at the last the last stage, and that was in the house. I think that was the house stage that we finished on in Frostproof. And okay, yeah, stage one. Yeah, and he was like, and he told he came up to me. I don't know if you you know who Jeff Emrich is. I, I think he's. Well, anyway, uh, he he didn't shoot this year, but um, he's a really good shooter. And uh, he he told me at the last because I wasn't looking at scores in 2020, but he told me before we shot that stage, he's like, he's like, if we do if we shoot this pretty well, we'll be on the super squad next year. Um, and I was like, oh, really? <laughs> um, and so I think it was like a little different where I didn't, you know, I, so I think I focused up a little bit and uh, and I shot decent on that stage, too. Um, Okay. So, but this was, this experience was kind of new where, I don't know, where the steel was, I think, you know, it, it being a different looking stage and, uh, and, and everything like that. So I, anyway, I, regardless of what, what happened there, I know exactly what to do in the future. So. Okay. Now I think that's a good segue. Oop, what in the world just happened? I think that's a good segue for the next video which you just posted oh yeah um this was today now and, and the reason i bring this up is what we were just talking about with that steel i'm going to back up for a minute i mean i'm going to let it play for just a minute and then i will i know there's a point that i want to actually stop it to talk to you so I'll wait till it gets there. Um, should be here any second, actually. There. Oh, that's not it. Right there. So yeah. when when you are practicing, so like this is a perfect example. You're dry firing steel at home. How? Where are you looking in the dead center of that fattest spot? on the steel every time yeah i should be that's that's what right i, I know right i know that's <laughs> not necessarily what happened today but so then do you how do you i don't even know if i know how i want to ask phrase the question but obviously you 
I feel like the biggest thing people do wrong with the steel is one of two things. You either pull away too fast, which I found I was doing almost 50% of the time at nationals, or they tend to anticipate when their dot's going to be in the center of the steel and then they're, they're basically jerking the trigger, if you want to call it that. They're moving their sights. Now, how do you, do you do anything specific to make sure one, you're not pulling off and two, you're not, you know, you're, you're not, um, manipulating the sights off of the target. Yeah. I, and that's, that's just done in, in the, in the mental rehearsal of it. So in the, in the visualization, like at a match and in training, it'll be like, if I do, if I'm going through in, in this drill in particular and I'm, and I'm trying to go fast and and I'm making mistakes. Uh, and, and it's really easy to not pick that spot, like find it with my eyes, uh, in the center of the calibration area. Uh, and so if I don't do that, then, then what'll happen is that I'll see the dot and I'll shoot somewhere on the steel. Um, as, as I see the dot on the steel somewhere, I'll shoot. Uh, and so what, what happens is the dot doesn't necessarily I can't predict it as well with, with that. Um, right. And, and that was kind of, and I think that starts with the visual piece where it's like, what, it, what, what am I actually programming that I'll do? Uh, and is it like I program that I see the steel, like the entire piece, or do I program that I, that I'm seeing uh, the center of that, of the steel? A lot of people went and shot the Pan American games this past weekend yes do you see yourself in the future shooting more ipsic and maybe looking at world shoot type stuff yeah absolutely and that was kind of it was funny uh one of the guys i was well the guy i was traveling with um who's a really good friend and, and we trained together uh and and we were we were fully planning to go and shoot the extreme euro open in, in check uh until we saw the the dates for for nationals next year um, mm. for carry optics <clears throat> so it's right over the same it's the same weekend oh uh, wow and so i'm actually pretty bummed out about that uh it's very early but, i thought it was very early in the year for something big like carry optics yeah yeah um and so yeah but uh, i mean to answer the question i'm gonna that's that's definitely a plan to shoot a lot more ipsc uh and and to shoot matches because like I, I i like what i see with especially the extreme euro on on those stages and um and i think that it fits it fits how i shoot uh really well uh, okay and so uh and it's interesting to me you know like you got little pieces of steel you got a lot of moving targets um you got to, you got to collect a lot of points. And so I, I, I like how that looks, uh, for, for my shooting. Um, uh, doesn't mean that I'm, I don't know. I still need to get faster. Uh, but I don't know. I like, I, as far as like looking at it from the outside, I like that style a lot. Uh, and so I'm definitely going to be shooting IPSC in the future, uh, or more of it. We'll see what the world shoot selection, uh, slot policy is or at least for team team slots for for the future um and so that'll kind of dictate what matches i go to but
we won't know till right. after the world suit yeah i was just i'm always curious um you know what people's plans are with that type of thing the last question i actually had scheduled for you was when did you uh when did you start your only fans <laughs> <laughs> so you have yeah. your own uh subscriber <clears throat> thing going on yeah i don't know it was funny because i guess not like not everybody has that function on instagram yet um so you get like i don't know it was it popped up on my instagram of like hey do you want to start this subscriber only thing uh, <laughs> and uh and then i i was like sure and so i hit i hit that i you know i i put it on that i would um and then it just activated it uh which i thought i would be able to like activate it later but also say yes to maybe trying oh. <laughs> but anyway right. it activated it <laughs> And it put a subscriber button on my, on my, uh, on my profile. And then I was like, well, I guess I ought to just, uh, start it. Cause I, I have, I take video of everything anyway. Um, okay. And so it's like all the stuff that's just like too long to put on, on Instagram and, uh, and it's kind of, I don't know. I, it's kind of a way to. I don't know, just share more information um, with people that like, I'm not sharing it with, with everybody. It's people that like have signed up and, and they're, they're interested in it. And so it's just about, it's like my train. It's, it's what I do in training. It's longer form stuff of what I do in training. Uh, it's, it's my thoughts because you can do stories on there as well. Um, and so like during the week, I'll have random thoughts about shooting and training and so that, that'll go up on those stories. Um, and, and it can help me, uh, pay for some stuff too. So it's good. Yeah. Nothing but it was, wrong it was that. random how it happened. Yeah. It, it, how it just was like, do you want to do this? Uh, sure. And then, oops, well, I guess I actually have to do this. Um, didn't think it was going to happen. It immediately changed it. So it's funny. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to ask him about his OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's hysterical. We could make I, lots of jokes about what... Oh, what my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that would be very easy to make all kinds of jokes about that. So, all yes. right, I'm going to... Now, I, I do have a question because you were... Uh, what I added on, I was writing down was um, I did want to ask you about the bill drill. You seem when you posted that online, you said you've been working at it for a while. Yeah. Um, and you said you're much better at it this year than you were two years ago, which I would, I, I get that progression. Yes. But why that drill and why double the distance? Yeah. So <clears throat> I saw, I don't know if you know who Elias Frangoulis is. You probably do. You know, mm -hmm. you know, but um, Elias did a video for, um, I think it was the Firearms Nation podcast, did a, like a shooter's summit kind of thing. And they had, I think Arik, Arik Levy on that podcast had, had guys come on and like post drills and you had to pay like $20 to get the, the video for these drills. And anyway, Elias uh, posted like a bill drill. Um, but the, the point of it was that you shoot a bill drill at seven yards in two seconds and, and you just keep the time, the time limit 
is is two seconds and you have to shoot all alpha. Um, and then so he went back to 10 yards and then he went back to 15 yards <clears throat> and then he went back to 20 yards and and he was essentially, you know, pretty much shooting all alpha. I think he dropped a Charlie at 20, but he was getting the time. And, and he said it was just like a good way to force yourself as like a, essentially it was like a, a site. It was an observational drill uh, where you just, you just pay attention to what the sites are doing <clears throat> and, and you, and what your grip is doing and what you kind of, what, what you need to do to shoot quickly and accurately. And so I was like, well, that sounds pretty good. And that's when I started, I think that was like 2019. Uh, and, and so I've been working on it since then, uh, at 20 yards, uh, or, you know, I've gone, I've gone closer and further back and stuff like that. So, um, anyway, I finally got it this year, uh, though, like the week before nationals or something like that, I, I went and, and tried it, uh, and, and I got it, which I'm super happy about, <laughs> which it doesn't okay. sound like the video, but. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it came across. I was like, wow, okay. And he's been working at it for a long time. I'm sure he's super, super stoked about it. I get that. Yeah, it was now, one of those, those little goal things that, that I set for myself. And I didn't, I haven't been working on it constantly for the past three years because I, you know, I, I could, I could have spent like a lot of rounds and tried to, try to get it uh, earlier on. But it was something that I would visit, you know, and shoot a couple, a couple of attempts at uh, throughout the, you know, throughout a week, uh, of training. Okay. This episode is brought to you by hoist hoist your IV level rehydrating electrolyte blend of sodium, potassium, magnesium, and calcium. It's clinically proven to hydrate 110% faster than water. Chris Gelnet was on episode 63 and gave his own personal testimony. He had a bad experience with the heat at Area 8 in 2021 when temps were near 100 and the humidity was high. He was ready to quit with three stages to go. He had mentally checked out. Afterward, he listened to Episode 48 with Rachel Trotta, decided to try hoist, bought a case off Amazon, started using it at locals, and found, hey, I'm not fatigued at the end of the day. So he took it to Area 5. And at the end of the day, he was ready to shoot the match again. As a matter of fact, he even had a stage win on his last stage. Man, they have all the best flavors. They have watermelon, peach mango, dragon fruit, strawberry lemonade, grape, and I'm sure I'm missing a few. It's probably the only beverage that I've tried that I like all of the flavors. You can buy it either in a powder and mix it with water. Or you can buy it pre-mixed, whichever way you prefer. But check it out, get hydrated, stay hydrated, use Casual Shooter and save 10% or be like Chris and have a recurring subscription and save 15%. Now, that surprises me then that you didn't want to do the Bill Drill side match. <laughs> well, so... A build drill at, at seven yards and build drill at 20 yards is, uh, they're, I don't know if they're different, but they're, they, they're kind of different. Um, and so, 
I don't know. I think I mostly didn't want to do it because it was like in the middle of shooting a, a match. Okay. And, and this was a side match. And so, uh, I don't know. It was, I wasn't fully uh, committed to doing it, but also, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I, what did I shoot it in? I think I had like a one. You want me to tell you? You Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one, five, six. Okay. Yeah. With a, a really close Charlie. It was really close. Um, <laughs> but I didn't, you know, we, I, we should have had the target pulled, you know, called the range master. No, just <laughs> it was, it was out, but it was, it was a close Charlie. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. And, I don't know. I don't think I, I don't know. I, it was a weird, weird point in the day to shoot that drill uh, or to shoot that. <laughs> uh, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but you seem like a very technical shooter. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't see you as, um, I feel like this side match was really a. <laughs> I hate to use this uh, analogy, but I will. Is a Vietnamese or a Vietnam era analogy, but a spray and pray. I mean, <laughs> look, the guys who did really well, they knew what they were doing. But you know what I mean? It's just like, who cares? As fast as you can do it, get the shots in the middle of the A zone. I totally get it. And Isaac crushed it. But of oh, course, he yeah. spent he spent like four to five hundred dollars. Of I mean, his own money to get there. It, oh, it was way worth it. Are you kidding? The payoff oh, was yeah. amazing. So yeah, yeah, good for and he. Oh my gosh, um, but that, that's why I didn't do it because <laughs> I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna get down that low. I might, you know, be in the upper one eighties. I mean, upper one uh, nineties if I, you know, do it well, but. <laughs> I don't see you as that type of a shooter. I see you as a very consistent technical shooter. Good reload, uh, obviously very spicy reloads, but just not that um, no, that I, type I, of a shooter. I know exactly. Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. Um, and that's like I I would like to. Um, and and this is what I I will be doing, but uh, I will be learning to be a little bit more uh, aggressive, uh, like, like that. And that, that would be, that, you know, this is a pretty narrow example of the bill drill there, but, um, to be super aggressive and be like, push, push the limits of speed a little bit more with, with that, with the actual shooting part. Okay. Uh, because I need to, at least with how, how USPSA is with how the hit factors are and with how, how the stages are laid out, like it rewards aggression a lot like within control, you know, controlled. Yes. Yes. Uh, totally agree. There are certainly places throughout stages that reward, reward that a lot. Uh, and so that's, that's one of the other things that, that I'm, I'm going to be working on, you know, like, may I, I think I got to talk to Isaac about that, um, which it was cool to me. It was cool to finally meet him. Uh, but I think, I think I had to talk to him and be like, tell me, tell me how to spaz out and, and, and uh, shoot really fast. So I think he, he kind of yeah. told me like, just loosen up your, your firing hand uh, and, uh, and let it rip. I think that was, I think that was what he said to me. 
Okay. Or, well, that's what I heard. And I think I, I, don't, <laughs> I was, talk, I, I was talking to him a little bit and, and, and so, but anyway, I, I think I gotta, I gotta talk to him here in, in the future. And, uh, I don't know. Learn, he, learn he's so laid back and chill. It's, it's, it's cool. It's amazing. Yeah. He is really cool. I like him. Gary yeah. Singleton, I had on too. Same way. It's like, now that's funny because, you know, you brought that up and I totally forgot to write it down because one of the things I actually wanted to talk to you about was that fact. You were seventh to find, and, and please, I'm not, I'll get to my point. So it may, I don't want it to come off the wrong way is what I'm getting at. But you have to go all the way down to number 14, Luke Cow, to find someone who shot slower than you. Yeah. So that, and that was why I was saying, I feel like you're more of a technical shooter. I feel like Ipsic would really fit your style, but I want to go back to that because, so, I mean, look, Max Michelle was, well ahead of everybody on time. He was even four seconds faster than Brantley. Um, but there was a 26 second difference between you and Nils. You had more alphas. You had fewer Charlies. Um, you had fewer deltas. You had one more mic, but wait, no, I'm, I'm in the wrong spot. No, I'm sorry. You had zero mics. Yeah. So that was actually one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was are you shooting conservatively and to a degree, yeah. not, not, not to a degree of Dave, but for a JB level shooter, are you over confirming just a tad where if you cut down a little bit on each one of those, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and definitely. Um, and I, and I for sure was on the last day too. Um, mm, and, and so okay. like, if you look at, if you look at, I mean, stage one, for an example, uh, I shot that, uh, not caring about time whatsoever. Um, and so I, I pretty much lost 10 seconds on that stage. Um, wow. Or pretty close to 10 seconds. We'll say like eight seconds. Okay. Uh, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. And, and, uh, you know, essentially shooting it too conservative, conservatively, like not, I was like, I'll just get all alpha on the stage. I don't care how long it takes. And not a bad, not a horrible run. Uh, but but it's the wrong approach to, to do on a stage. Um, and so, like, I think, I don't know. There's there's a switch uh, mentally that, that I'll need to do because, because that's not subconscious shooting. Um, it's very conscious during the whole thing and you don't right. get, you don't get, yeah, it's, it's over confirmation, uh, with the actual shooting part. Um, and that's, that's one example. And then if you look at, uh, I mean, we were just talking about the all steel stage too. Uh, and then I, you know, those, those are the two stages that I gave up a decent amount of time on. Uh, and I, you know, I think probably gave up three seconds on the steel stage, um, just by that one was for different reasons of just not care of, of not caring as, uh, as much as I should in preparation. Uh, but, but that's going to be one of the biggest things. And it's not something like, not like a huge technical change that I have to make, but it's a mental, a mental change where I have to, 
for myself, identify places in stages where I can actually be extremely aggressive uh, and and program that when I, when I actually visualize the stage. Um, and, and when I do that, well, when I do the, when I do the preparation part, well, then I'll get, you know, closer to subconscious shooting and, and that's, that's more on pace. Okay. Uh, but no, you're, you're, you're exactly right with, with kind of, when you look at the times, uh, and that's, that's a, that's been a theme for myself in the past. Well, and I, I want to balance that with the other side of it. So, cause I brought up the time, but you had a crap ton of alphas to find someone with as many alphas as you, I have to go all the way down to number 38 on the list. Yep. Nobody from one to 37 had as many alphas as you. So that's where I'm like, I mean, you are, I mean, you're dead. Even um, Rachel Harper said, I wish I had Jay Beal's accuracy when I talked to her the other day. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're deadly accurate um, and you're quick. You know what I mean? If like, if you watch your videos, you're not wasting time between targets when you're moving, you're going. So I was like, wow, it's, it's amazing. You are, I, I mean, look, this is the most stacked I've, Nils and I spoke privately um, and yeah. he, he equated this to his 2014 win of limited when all the big names shot limited. It was a standalone match. Yeah. And he, he won limited that year against all those big names like he did this year. So it was a very special thing for him. Um, and I don't even know where in the heck I was going with that, but, Oh, I know what it was, you know, so this is a stacked year. So seventh is probably you put it in 2020 terms. Maybe it was third. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's an, it's definitely an improvement, especially when you look at, Oh my God, the people that showed up to shoot this match. It's crazy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's one of the, yeah, Nils is, Nils is right with the, with that. I mean, it's one of the, it's one of the very few matches that has been, just standalone and then and then had the attendance uh of so many good shooters um yeah and so it's yeah it's it's really cool and i'm really glad i went to this one for sure um and and i think well i forgot where i was going with that too but um <laughs> are you are do you plan on trying to get to them each year now yeah, that's that is the plan. Um, yeah, that that's for sure the plan, uh, especially for the for the next couple of years. For uh, if they count towards a team slot for the world shoot or something like that, um, then yeah, definitely. Okay. The and I I can't I had written something down earlier, so I'll, I'll ask it now real quick, and then I'll let you get running. Um, you mentioned that you took a video walkthrough of the all steel stage. How often did you do that at nationals actually take a video of the walkthrough? I think I did it on almost every stage. Uh, wow. Okay. And I did it the day. 
So I only did, I only took video of the stages that I was going to shoot the next day. And I didn't actually reference them. Uh, maybe, maybe I did like on, you know, a couple of them, but there to have, because <clears throat> at least for this is how I think about it. You know, I like, I look at the stages that I'm shooting the next day and then, and then I'm, I'm, I'm going to think about those stages. Um, I'm not necessarily going to do like, you know, perfect visualizations of how I'm going to shoot them, but I'm going to think about them. And okay. if, if I have a question on it of where, where a target is, or if that's, if it's, if that's like a hardcover partial target or, or is it a no shoot partial or something like that, then I, I want to know. And so yeah, then okay. I have, I have the video to know it. So the videos I took aren't, <clears throat> they're not always perfect uh you know representations of my my stage plan uh but they are a view of the stage gotcha so you can see it's just basically a video of all the targets and what they look like yeah yeah it's just it's just weird here are the targets here's the start position um and then i can just you know reference it if if needed which i think i did like two times Okay. Uh, That's a good idea. I think it was not my idea originally. I don't know who I saw doing that or heard, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, think everybody uses everybody else's idea, so. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, it makes, it, it's like a comfort thing. It's a, it's a comfort thing on, you know, I can feel comfortable here because uh, I know the stage. Okay. What was your favorite stage? Mm, that's a that's a good one. I think probably either stage ten or or stage nineteen. Ten was Which that one? that like finger stage that was had the far shooting had the f- it it, the, it was the zone we started on. Um, right. I think yeah. So it was right before we shot that stage last on the first day. It was. You started in the middle and you had uh, either you could go all the way to the right or all the way to the left. There was like three big poppers right next to each other on the right side. Um, you could go all the way right or all the way left. Yeah, the, most of the most of the paper targets were like 18 to 25 yards away. Um, so that that one or stage 19 was was cool just because of like, I you know, anything with a tunnel is going to be cool. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely... Uh, one of the fun ones. So yeah, I think I, I posted. I think I posted stage ten too. Um, oh, uh, well, I still have it up. So let me see. You did the four activators. I see that. Okay, I see which one it is. Yes, I was going to add. Yeah, this one. It looked like the letter E uh, almost on the yeah. ground. Yep. Uh, that, okay. That would have been a better way to explain it. <laughs> now. Well, that's what I thought you were talking about, but I couldn't find the picture in my... I did find it. I'll pop that up, and then now I can share that, and then I'll let you... That's it right there. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. The the three poppers on the right, and then you got the poppers in the back. Yeah. Yeah, it's a couple mini poppers. There's one... Yeah, one of those mini poppers was at like 23 yards or something. Yeah, that's the one. Um, you can't. Oh, yeah, you can see my. Yeah, you can see my cursor. Yeah, that's yep. the one on the back left. Yep. Depending yeah. where you shoot it from, it's pretty far away. Yeah, that was definitely a fun. That was a fun one. 
Yeah, and I and I think I like that one because the shootings, like the shooting part, is difficult, uh, and I like that. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> you like that technical part of it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so you know, it's like anything, and this is where I don't, I don't like I like stages that do weird things. You know, like I I was having a great time watching watching people's videos from the Pan American because they have you doing weird stuff. It's like, you know, run, run, well, run down and shoot this stuff while you're, while you're holding onto a zip line and mm-hmm. then, or like, you know, push this wall over so you can actually like go into this area, uh, or like start with your hands in some water, you know, like whatever it, because it, it separates people. Um, it, and it makes it, you know, it, it makes either the shooting more difficult or perceived to be more difficult. And so that separates people at the top. Um, and, and that's, that's, uh, interesting. I think it's, sure. uh, um, I know yeah. some people don't like it, like, like weird things that are non-shooting related, but like, if you have to go through a tunnel, if you have to jump over something, like it makes it interesting. And that's, I've never really, other than a local IDPA match every now and then, I don't shoot those very often, but I like, there's a a range down by Joel that does a monthly IDPA match and the husband and wife that set those up, they're usually pretty fun because they have different, they set up different things that you have to do. Like one time there was a, you had to start with your hands on the handle of a lawnmower and then you had to shove the lawnmower, which activated a swinger right in front of you. And it just started. Yeah. You know, so those things, I find those kinds of things fun. So yeah. Yeah. If they, if they're, if it doesn't have like a, a random element to it, then I, I like it a lot. So, but if it's like something where, where you get, you know, people are getting different like presentations based on a random factor then i don't like that but if you oh, t- yeah. if not, you know if there's not a random factor in there then you know it's it's cool like i think i shot it was at a club match one time a long time ago and you had to like pick up you'd like flip over three cards on a table and that then dictated uh, what which, your order of shooting was it dictated your order of shooting yeah so then so then you yeah. have like a you know a either like you get lucky and you get a good order or you have to shoot a weird order as well as uh, you, I don't know, you don't get to actually decide what you're going to do before you do it, which I think in that case, you don't end up with good separation at the top. Yeah. And I I don't think that, you know, everybody talks about um, uh, competitive equity. I don't think you have that with that. No, no. And because, I mean, we, I, yeah, we don't see that stuff at nationals or, or big matches all the time, but there, you know, there's definitely things that come up where you're like, eh, you know, that's not, that's not great. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't. Did you see the actual, uh, do you see the video June Kim posted with the actual moving target? Oh, of Pan American. Yeah. I think so. Man, Was it the, I used there were they two sliders, didn't they? Uh, I don't, I just sliders? saw the one. Um, and I because I commented on it, 
Let me see if I can. Was this a slider with the with the no shoot in between two targets? I'm trying to I'm trying to get the video to where it'll be. <laughs> there's the he's got to knock the wall down. Yep, I think uh, I watched this today too. Yeah. I'm trying to see if this is the. That's here's stage. Oh, hold on. Let me just let me just show the screen. This is ridiculous. <laughs> let me quickly. And for the audio listeners, uh, well, just go to YouTube so you can see it. Yeah, exactly. June is going to come on. He's coming on Sunday, so we can record a um, an episode. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to talk to him about this because it's it is. This brings back my past with shooting rifles because we these are the types of movers we shot, and so that was pretty cool. I was like, I would love to see this type of mover at a USPSA, especially a nationals. That would be yeah. cool because you would definitely get some separation there, and maybe not. There we go. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, you're yeah, right. So no shoot in the middle. Yeah, yeah. so like slide, sliders, I mean, they've been at nationals before. But yeah, I mean, it's like, it's a shooting challenge. That's a shooting challenge for sure. And it's, and it's, you know, it's cool because I don't, that one wasn't super crazy fast, but, but it definitely, you know, that, I like that kind of stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, imagine too. If you had two of those, if you had um, like one of the wide stages, if you had two of them at one on each corner of a bay at 45 degree angles, where one you had to shoot further back, it was freestyle. And then imagine having to move up and shoot another one, either a strong hand or a weekend. <laughs> that, I, that could get well, very interesting very quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would be all for it. I love that kind of stuff. I was watching um, Shooting USA last night in the Bianchi Cup, and I love watching that because they have moving targets, and they've got the camera set up so you can literally see the impacts on the targets as they happen. So I love watching yeah, that and, stuff. And it's cool like to, <clears throat> when there's opportunities to – I don't know, because when you need to lead a target and actually shoot uh, outside of where it is, you know, if like a slider is quick enough, you're going to have to aim off the target to hit it. Absolutely. Uh, or actually, you know, depending on which direction, you might have to aim at the edge of a no shoot to actually hit the center of the target that you're intending to, to hit. Uh, and it's just, yeah, that that kind of thing is is pretty cool. Yeah, that'll uh, create a little pucker factor. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Which that's yeah. also one of the reasons, you know, one of the reasons it creates uh, separation. Absolutely. Yeah, I would love to see that. As a matter of fact, all right, I'm I'm gonna email Emen right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there's like obviously there's a degree where it's like, okay, you know, a target's too difficult where like everybody like nobody is getting away without a penalty. And then there's you know, so there's like a balance with it. Um But it it's no different than the part time stage this year. Yeah. I didn't I didn't complete it. I got nine or ten shots on the targets. But I, you know, the higher up you went, the more everybody got hits. They got better hits, so it still does create some separation. But you make it so that it's reasonable for the people at the top, where it's a challenge. You know, 
Yeah, it should be, a, be a not challenge. impossible. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Which it looks like they're going to do another fixed time at at, uh, at limited and open nationals. I think um, oh, they just okay. they just got the the stage uh, the matchbook for it like right before we uh, right before I came on here, and I was looking mm. at that, stage, and they've put it with like they actually have multiple positions that you have to go to, which I think that's going to be really cool. Uh, depending oh, wow. if they set the part time up correctly. Uh, it'll be really, it'll be really cool where, you know, people who are really good can actually get to the positions, but they're going to have to push. Uh, and so that'll be, you know, hopefully that that'll make a good stage. I think you could take that part-time stage that we shot this year. Um, and maybe not for everybody, but if you did that stage at all the nationals, you could easily make that a, a classifier. You just, because you could break down exactly where the separation was between the GMs, the M's, the A's, the B's, the C's, all the way down. Yeah, that could be that could be interesting. I almost, and I know it it have to be done done correctly, and they I don't know if they'd have to change the par on it, but uh, to have it where it was a little bit tighter, almost. Um, but- yeah, you can you could actually run it as a part time at nationals, but then um, looking at the scores, you could do a statistical analysis of the scores and then determine okay, so do away with the part time for the classifier, but in order to be a GM run, it's going to have to be three seven five for a master. It's going to have to be you know four four for. Oh, that would- a class, it would be five, seven, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just throwing out random numbers, but you could literally determine what the, the time would be. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jay, I appreciate you coming on, man. We can't wait as long next time. I know. This one, well, I think it, well, I think I saw on the call, or maybe there was a past one, it was like, Feb. was it February? It, did- yeah, it was very early in the year, like January, February, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, so this, but this was, this was fun. Uh, I, I was, I was just looking at the clock. It's, it's funny. It's been like an hour, almost two hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had a little bit of a break in there. I mean, technically this is your third time being on now. So yeah, you're right. I had my phone heated <laughs> up and, uh, anyway, yeah. You, was, I, same thing happened to Isaac. Oh, His, right. Uh, yeah. This, this His is, garage the is like 800 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and I've learned this lesson before and I thought I was, cause I, I was recording with Steve one time and my phone heated up and it dropped me off. Uh, but wow. anyway, I, I thought I was doing it uh, right, but I didn't have the vent actually on. Oh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, no, this was cool. This is cool. Absolutely. Uh, I enjoyed it. Every time I enjoyed it, I enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, Dave, and it was and it was awesome to meet you too. And well, we should just save this for off-air stuff. But, uh, but so anyway, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me on. Thank again. you, and thanks to everyone who's listening. Yes, and, thank you. And everyone should be super excited to to hear everyone else on the podcast that you mentioned too, like Phil Fisher and and Brantley and and uh, June and yeah, June can't uh, and I don't everybody. So you 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 continue to do a, a great job with this. So it's awesome. Until next time, don't be a little bitch. Yeah.